This is Metal Mike, and in this episode of the 80s Glam Metalcast, we talk to solo artist Jesse Blaze about his new album, Come With Me If You Wanna Live. This album kicks ass, and it blends elements of rap, southern rock, blues, and metal. We also talk about growing up in the household of Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. That's right, he's Jesse's dad. This is such a cool interview, you gotta check it out. Jesse, welcome to the 80s Glam Metalcast. How you doing, man? Doing great, brother. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. So you got a new album out right now. It's on SoundCloud, and it's called a Come With Me If You Want To Live. And I got to say, I've been listening to this for about a week. Uh, kicks major ass. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, all my people on SoundCloud have had it early. It comes out everywhere May 1st um, on all the major internet platforms and minor ones. But, uh, yeah, it's been... Uh, it didn't take us very long to make it. Uh, me and my co-writer produced the radio made it over the summer in like a month. But, um, you know, just getting the dots and everything in order to release everything took a minute. But I'm um, so proud to, for it to finally uh, come out. So there's a lot of uh, influences shining through on this one. What are some of your influences that you hear on this release? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I mean, the, the big, the big kind of breakout one for me, which is like my biggest influence, my favorite band, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. I just have always been super um, influenced by them uh, musically, and you know, and Zach De La Roca. I mean, I, I like a lot of uh, rappers, and uh, especially hardcore rap. And I kind of held myself back from doing that for a while. But, um, you know, for me, I don't really believe in genre. I believe that all of the different genres have tools that are really cool musical songwriting tools and dynamic things that you can do uh, to change up your music. And I just like to kind of paint with the biggest palette of colors that I can. So I decided after I did the song Knockout, which I originally did for a friend of mine, he was doing a... Um, a boxing show and uh we recorded this song for him to be like the theme song and the show never happened but it was my first time i did kind of a send up to i don't know lincoln park and uh eight mile or something like that mm-hmm. and um it came out really good so that just inspired a lot of a lot more pieces for me to like let that let that part of myself out a bit but um you know i mean that's a big one and then it's like a lot of like blues rock influences. Everybody always thinks that I'd be a big child of the 80s. Right. But um, I was born in 82, and my dad wasn't exactly playing me his peers. He was playing me his heroes, and his heroes were all 70s bands. Yep. So Alice Cooper and Cleetons Clearwater and, um, you know, Led Zeppelin and bands like that, ACDC. You know, that was more of the stuff that I was exposed to when I was younger. And then I'm a big Muppet Show fan, so um, a big smorgasbord of music after that. I like everything, though, so, I mean, hopefully there's a lot of stuff. What do you hear? <laughs> well, well, you know what? I'm so glad you said CCR because I'm like, am I crazy? But, man, I hear some, like, John Fogarty in, in some of this music, and, and it sounds great. It sounds cool. Uh, I hear Chris Cornell. Oh, so. I love hard Southern rock stuff. Like, yeah. I was raised on that stuff. So it's, a little, it's weird. I'm like, I know it's weird for people. I don't know. There's like a lot of artists who are like, well, you can't do country stuff. And I'm like, 
but I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, it's too it's too late. I already wrote a song, like, and it is. It's kind of country, but you know, like, there's a bunch of stuff on there that is kind of country. I think you know, I like to I like to tell stories. So I think that that really plays to the part of the blues, which tends to be the storytelling part that's become country music. And so that definitely has a place in what I do. And then I like hard changes in rhythmic music. So that plays another part. I don't know. I, 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 I'm waiting for somebody to tell me what I've made as opposed to me saying what I did. Yeah, <laughs> I just did what right. I like. <laughs> and it's this. This is it. Here, I like this. What do you think? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think I think it sounds really unique, and it all comes together, and it makes sense. And I think, unfortunately, when it comes to like when somebody asks you what does it sound like, you have to kind of start naming a few bands. You know what I mean? That's that's just parts of it. But like I said, it all well, comes together. Well, to make I'm up its wondering own what is the audience like thinking, hearing us talk about it like this. What does this sound like to somebody? For this to be described, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine and, and John Fogarty. <laughs> I think that, but honestly, I think that's it, man. I think that's pretty, no, you know what? And there's other songs, you know, I, I know you like ACDC. I heard some of that, Skinnerd. You know, I mean, I, I heard a lot of classic rock. And then I heard like Chris Cornell and Rage Against the Machine. I heard those elements too. So it's kind of like a, a, a potpourri of sounds, I guess, is the best way to word it, I guess. A potpourri, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I just like... I like dynamic and, um, you know, just changing things up and, and doing different things. And also, in general, if I have an idea, honoring what that idea is, you know. I think there's a lot of people who kind of go, oh, no, can't do that. That's to this. And then, you know, an idea never really takes shape. Or uh, an idea seems like it should go to some place that's a little weird. And, you know, they don't want to be daring, so they don't take it there. And then you end up with, like, a pretty conformist sort of record. But, uh, you know, I let myself take those risks, and my record's definitely a little bit all over the place. But I think at the same time, it's pretty cohesive. And if you take a listen to it, I think you come away with a, a vibe and a feeling about who I am as an artist and, and, um, where it all might go <laughs> yeah no definitely man and, and I, i'm glad you talked about knockout because obviously that's the first song that everybody hears and i would tell the audience you know if the, even if they weren't into rap this doesn't it's not really like rap rap you know what i mean like it's got a rap vibe but it has a rock vibe and then when you get to the chorus it's very rock and the chorus is very catchy and always gets stuck in my head and i'm sure it would get stuck in their head but very catchy melodic stuff as well Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, it's. I like rappers who have a lot of melody to their um, their the way they spit. Uh, somebody like Fifty Cent comes to mind. Uh, there's a lot of melody at play in how he rolls out a lot of his verses, um, and you can do that. Like I used to do covers of Rage Against the Machine in the clubs, and instead of rapping the bits I would sing them you know instead of uh, it what goes one two three and it's just another bomb track it's like I've been you know instead of doing that I was going it goes one two three and it's just another bomb track I'm thinking they can say this 
you know, which is just taking a, a rap and holding it to a key. And you can hold it to low keys and, uh, you know, whatever kind of key you want to hold it to. But generally speaking, when I rap, I rap fairly melodically. So uh, it plays a little bit different um, to the ear. And some rappers don't care about that, but I do. <laughs> well, so for the people, let's say uh, the a lot of my audience are, are like classic rock guys, you know, 80s rock guys. And one song where I think that people would really get into and gravitate to would be bartender because to me this is like acdc meets leonard skinner that's that's what my ears are hearing on that one yeah man it's so funny i wrote it ages ago and i was trying to give it to somebody to like a country guy i was like somebody gotta do this this is awesome like i just thought it was awesome it it is it really is (laughs) (laughs) i wanted somebody to record it i'm just like anybody but me and i did this funny kind of demo of it that was very cheesy of me doing it and it was a demo for somebody else to do it but i think my cheesy delivery made everybody like yeah i don't know it's a bit cheesy and uh and then i was like ah screw it man if nobody's gonna do this i'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) and i said and i'll just make it as rocking as i can and uh it was just a lot of fun and it even includes this great little bridge part from my uh, co-writer, Freddie Scott, who I wrote it with originally when he and I did this demo, we made this this reel of, of me pretending to be the audience heckling me during this breakdown. <laughs> and it's really one of my favorite little things I've ever recorded. Favorite 30 seconds of stupidity that I've ever laid down. Uh, Grateful is a wicked cool track, and I, that's one where that was the only song where I really heard the John Fogerty. I'm like, wait a minute, am I hearing John Fogerty or am I crazy? You know, so sometimes I don't know. I, I am kind of crazy, but <laughs> it's funny. I love that one. It, it, when I first heard it, um, you know, me and Michael DeRanger, we did this entire thing through the internet. So I would get tracks for songs, and nine times out of ten, I'd be like, oh, this is great. And then occasionally I would get one and I'd be like, mm, I don't know, or no, this isn't the right one. And when I first got the track, I was like, I don't know about this. Um, but um, it really came through to be a cool, rip-roaring blues track that's got some cool changes to it and stuff. I, I, I like it, you know. I enjoy the art of putting together an album and... Uh, I'm glad that so many people have come to mention that song because, you know, hey, man, what a good message. Grateful. But really, the the whole thing with it is it's it's grateful for getting what you came for, for getting what you paid for, for getting what you slayed for. And the whole song is about that you paid your dues and you paid your price. And you're so grateful. You're looking about it the right way. You're so grateful that it's coming. You're about to get what you want. But it's because you fucking did everything you needed to do to get it. Yeah. (laughs) Good good message, man. (laughs) Yeah. Another cool thing that stuck out in my mind is is on the song Shut Up. I love how that you're basically, your voice is kind of playing like a guitar riff almost. And I just thought that that really stood out to me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, well, there's so many wonderful places to steal good melody ideas from. And um, guitar stuff absolutely uh, is uh, is a thing. It usually just takes a second sometimes to figure out how 
to articulate something in that way. Uh, you know, if you hear something being played on guitar and then you got to chop your vocals up until yeah. you, until you get it lined up, you know, have I caught you at yeah. a bad time? Hands in the cookie jar, hands in the face of fog. Exactly. You know, it's all like a bunch of little eight note kind of, um, <laughs> you gotta, like, sometimes you gotta count those out to get it right. Yeah, but I, I thought that was awesome. Now, one thing I got to tell you, my wife is very critical, okay? And I was really digging your album, so I sent it to her. And I'm telling you, 99% of the time, she hates every music, every piece of music that I send to her. But this, man, she said this was the best new music that she had heard in a long time, and she listened to the whole album. So I'm telling you, man, you should be proud because oh. she she can't stand anything that I send her. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for telling me that, man. That's awesome. I'll tell tell your tell your wife that uh, I so appreciate the uh, the thumbs up. And uh, yeah, you know, well, now's the time to um, spend it around. It's it's free on SoundCloud right now, and uh, May first comes out everywhere. You know, Google Music and Amazon and iTunes and all that good stuff. So I mean, I don't really care how you listen to it. Just listen to it and you know spread it to your friends i know so many people are off of facebook and you know out in the wind but everybody's got some good buddies who need some good music and i made it for people to listen to it and i've been um holding back my stuff for so long and i finally have my whole catalog actually out online i've got 59 tracks right now and then the the new 12 track record gets added to it may 1st so i'm just so glad that there's so much music for people to go and listen to and I hope that they do with uh, wonderful people like you in the world saying so many sweet things about the tunes. Nice, man. And once again, that's I, I definitely uh, have, I'm just scratching the surface on some of the other songs, but that's very ambitious, very awesome, especially in a time like this where people are kind of just looking for stuff to do. We're all kind of isolating ourselves. So very, uh, very awesome that you well, did that. Well, I, I suppose I got lucky. I mean, this is just all... Somebody, somebody said something like, why are, why are all you're talking about is music? There's things going on. I'm like, I can't help that I happen to already schedule all of these things to come out. <laughs> so these things are coming out. Well, what am I going to do? You just got, you got to roll <laughs> and I'm with like, it, and, and I have a captive audience, so what the hell? Yep. Hey, everything <laughs> happens for a reason, man. Um, yeah, I guess so. So for people that are listening that are wondering, like, what is your tie to 80s glam model? And if they don't know it by now, that D. Snyder is your dad. Um, what do you want to oh, say yeah, about that? My, my, my dad, uh, you know, fought the PMRC and to a standstill. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, he kicked their asses. And, um, yeah, he was the lead singer of Twisted Sister. Um, and that was how I grew up, uh, with him on the road doing that kind of stuff. And then other things, he does a lot more than just make music. And, um, he's my hero. Nice. I don't know. What else you want to know? Well, all right. Let me ask you this. At what age did it hit you? Like what dad does for a living? I mean, did it hit you pretty young or when did it sink in? Like who we really was? Oh yeah. I mean, my, my mom had, um, MTV on when I was a little baby, just like every day, because they used to play him in these little commercials for MTV, mm-hmm. where, I mean, maybe it was like five seconds of the Can't Stop Rock and Roll music video. 
And she called me into the room. She's like, yeah, Teddy's on TV, Jesse. Teddy's on TV. So I'd run in. You know, I was just a little baby. So I totally had an idea that he was a big deal. And he was just so visible with the big hair and everything. He really was one of these celebrities, like a carrot top kind of thing, who could not, could not camouflage himself when he went out. Um, the majority of the time. I mean, I remember being at water parks with him and it just his voice would carry and I'd see people online looking into the air, searching for where the voice was coming from. And he'd be like with a hat on trying to be incognito, <laughs> but eventually everybody would be like, that's B. Snyder over there. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely very affected and you know, knew uh, it was a thing super early on. So is this just in your blood? I mean, is this just destiny that you would also get into music? I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I'm a real sensitive guy. Uh, I don't usually come off that way because I was raised by wolves. <laughs> uh, so I know how to be tough, first and foremost. But... Um, the Muppet Show saved me as a kid, as a as a person. The seeing these guys who were doing what they loved, despite the fact that they were aggressively bad at it, um, that really like made me feel like I could do what I loved. And then as I got older, and I saw. Um, so much of the reaction to my father. I mean, granted, I probably saw the reaction to my father when I was younger. But as I got older, I could really appreciate mm -hmm. some of the more important reactions to him. Uh, his music was in, wasn't really typical glam metal. Uh, he's a freedom fighter, and all of his music was about self-empowerment. Very, like, heavy metal via Tony Robbins uh, is the decider of stuff. And I saw how he empowered people through, you know, his art. And I just wanted to do that. I just wanted to help people in that way because I was helped over and over again. Uh, you know, even Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, the idea that in the future we get our shit together and we have a good, bright future. Oh, my goodness, what a lovely idea. I, <laughs> I just love... I loved the the ideas that made my heart warm, and I wanted to contribute to that uh, in whatever way I could. So I ended up contributing to that in a lot of different ways <laughs> beyond music. You know, I don't know if you know, I write comic books, when, and there's a lot of different ways that I've tried to uh, be that sort of person to inspire that. But, uh, yeah, it starts with my dad and other influences, I guess, on some level. But then, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think I'd be any different if I wasn't. If I will, I don't. I don't care who my dad is, honestly. Like this, it's just me. I've always had a song in my heart. I mean, my dad's always been mortified, running around the house singing, sharing songs with him, and he'd always look at me like crazy. And I didn't know what it was until I got him in the studio one day, and I realized he was kind of shy when it came to like singing like he didn't really like a lot of people to be there when it was just his raw vocal but meanwhile i'm singing by myself vocals i'm like that's just me i love music and i love to write and i love to communicate and i actually feel way more comfortable communicating through music than i feel communicating through conversation 
And these days, I'm pretty good at communicating through conversations. <laughs> but I still think I'm, I'm I'm better on the on the music front. So one thing that I think is very cool, obviously, and we talked about your album, but I mean, you don't sound anything like D. Snyder. You've got your own thing going on, your own sound, and you've um, you've done the price uh, also on this, and that's coming out on this new album too. And that version is killer, man. It came out great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad that everybody liked it. I've gotten like a, a bunch of messages recently that said um, everybody, you know, really liked it or whatever. Um, and it's always hard when you're doing something like that to separate yourself from it. I'm so close to that one. I've heard it for so long. That's like my dad's version of my song, Go With Me, to my daughter. That He wrote that to me and my mom um, when he was on the road and being away from us. So it had a big connection to me. And I always wanted to put a cover of one of my father's songs on all my records and this one seemed like the first like official record I was doing where I had any mind to like make a record all at once so when I finished we had done the price for diabetes awareness uh, just recently and I decided it only made sense to include it on the album so I'm glad that we did, and I'm so glad that people like it, and thank you for uh, for, for saying something. We made a cool little video to raise awareness about uh, diabetes, and if you go look online, we filmed it at The Alley, which is this super cool club in North Hollywood, which is no longer there, unfortunately. It just got torn down, essentially. But um, it was really cool shooting it there, and um, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we did that, too. The one common thread that I, I can really... I mean, there's probably many common threads musically between you and your dad. Is uh, It's really is the sense of melody. Because one thing about that I've least noticed as I've gotten older is the melodies in the Twisted Sister songs are, are insane. If you think about something like Come Out and Play... Da -da 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 -da. I mean, almost like what I was telling you, like you're, you're doing a melody that's like a vocal, like a guitar riff, okay? He does very similar things sometimes, and he does things that are, it almost could, if you took it away from metal and you did it instrumentally, it could almost be classical music or something. He's got some really dynamic yeah. melodies, and I'm telling you, you have them too, so I think that's that's where I feel like yeah. the common thread is there. Well, it's, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a very high compliment and, uh, to expand upon the compliment on my father. Uh, yeah, I'm the one, he loves showtunes. He loves... Um, a good Broadway song, and um, he's a great uh, arranger. And him and Twisted Sister are, are, you know, are great arrangers. They're a live band. They played for forever, and they were always figuring out cool bits of arrangement to uh, close songs. And they would have alternate arrangements for the live versions, and uh, alternate arrangements that they would set up for different uh, recorded tracks. Um, but he is really, really good on that front of just arranging pieces and putting them together. You know, I've often said that you really give me an awful song and I could rearrange it and I could make it a great song. Because so much of anything is just about dynamic um, and you would just cut it up until you had the most dynamic arrangement of that thing and you'd find it's way better than it was a second ago. Um, and simple math from, you know, going from two to four to eight, there we go, we're expanding in, the, in a good way. Um, 
these simple sorts of mathematic um, building, uh, my dad's very, very savvy to that, and he would always build great, great arrangements on top of uh, his uh, awesome melodies. And I was going to say, who's really also good at that that I've studied is the Ramones. Mm-hmm. They do these really elegant arrangements, and you wouldn't think because it's the Ramones. <laughs> right, their arrangements yeah. are super minimalist, and uh, they always make you want more. You finish a Ramones song, and you're like, oh my God, listen again. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's the arranging. The arranging is so key, and these centers are super-duper arranger, in, in, in addition to being a super melody guy. And, and that also, too, a lot of that, I think, comes from uh, being a choir boy, uh, which I was as well, not to the extent that he was, but, um, uh, you know, you sing Hallelujah Choir enough and so many other things. And uh, it helps you. It helps you just to expand upon your ear uh, as you hear multiple keys being sung and, you know, multiple ranges being rung out as you're singing. So uh, it's definitely there's definitely something to the choir boy and studying the occasional Broadway show tune like Bye Bye Birdie or whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about social media because I feel like social media is pretty awesome because I, I, I want to think how I got talking to you is that somebody tagged me. Uh, actually, I'll give him a shout out. His name's Hoggers. He's on Twitter. He's one of, he's one of my Twitter pals. So he tagged me. He's like, oh, you got to check out uh, Jesse Blaze. So I'm like, okay, check out Jesse, Jesse Blaze. So then I share Jesse Blaze and then Jesse Blaze and I start communicating. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, and, and this is going on all throughout Twitter, people all over the country, all over the world. I mean, it's pretty amazing, really. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I, I just did a whole record. Me and my uh, my brother, uh, Michael Durango, I mean, South, he and I have never met in person. And we started working from South uh, America, and then we did this record from South Africa uh, in like three weeks. I mean, and he and I are just workhorses, so we just kept passing things back and forth until it was done. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what what can be done. It's amazing how many uh, people can be connected with. The power's in our hands. I mean, you know, they keep trying to take it away from us, but but ultimately, you know, we find a way to get the power back. And as we do, um, I really believe that the people who deserve it and the things that matter will rise to the surface. So I like to think that I'm... somebody who's here for a reason and uh, has something to say and wants to help. So I'm hoping that uh, I'll get to bubble up to the surface along with the other people who (laughs) deserve the same. So you talked about comics a little bit. I know you write a comic. Um, I'll I'll have to check that out because I'll be honest, I was very into comics uh, a lot of my life and then all, all of a sudden you get older and you know life happens and you kind of get out of it a little bit. Who's your but who who's your favorite comic book character I guess is the question. Uh, well, uh, let me just say I, I'm a pro writer like I, um, I don't write a comic. I've written dozens of comics uh, throughout the years. Uh, I've written for Disney and the Muppets. I've written for Marvel and DC. Uh, I've recreated Evil Ernie recently. Um, and then I have some creator-owned stuff that I've done. Uh, but, uh, I mean, my favorite, I mean, 
my favorite is really the Savage Dragon, which is Eric Larson's Korean yep. Rose book. That's the book that got me going. Um, you know, maybe second favorite was Deadpool, which before Deadpool really blew up, I did a Deadpool short for Marvel uh, back in the day, which was my first published work. Nice. Um, uh, I've been a part of the comic book community for, you know, I don't know, like 20 years now, I guess. Nice, man. I did not know that. I'm always going to be a Batman guy, though, man. Always going to be Batman. Batman? Oh, I mean, I love Batman. Nightwing, for me, was the thing, because in my mind, my dad was Batman, and I was trying to live being next to Batman. I was like, <laughs> well, there's Batman. You know, I know I'm not Batman. I know my Nightwing. It was kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the cool, the thing about Batman is that I mean, Batman goes can go all different directions. I mean, you get as goofy as the TV show and some of the movies are, and then you can get as dark and as crazy as all the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Year One. I mean, Batman can, can just go in so many directions. It's it's just awesome, awesome. Yeah, and and, and Nightwing is always just a little bit more earnest. I like that, so that's that's my guy. That's your guy. I named my son Grayson. Oh, nice. My yeah, son Grayson yeah. Wayne. Yeah. yeah, and then actually, I named my other son Cassidy West, which is after Wally West, which is another guy trying to live in his his uncle Barry's shadow, trying to replace the Flash. I was connected with the the, the, the heroes that were carrying the superhero mantle because I felt like I was doing the same thing, which is like so a big burden to give to some <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Especially somebody who wants to do it the right way. Because the more people told me, like, you're riding your dad's coattails, the more I was like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to make this really difficult for myself. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, let me ask you this. So sometimes you're Jesse Blaze. Sometimes you're Jesse Snyder. Sometimes you're Jesse Blaze Snyder. Is that where some of that comes from? um, I mean, really, I've, I've always been Jesse Blaze Snyder. Um, my legal middle name is Blaze. Uh, occasionally people have just tried to write Jesse Snyder, which especially for me, like in terms of like Google searches and shit, it's just always better to be fucking the name that is not so common because there's plenty of Jesse Right. <laughs> <laughs> like for a minute, for a minute, I was like, what do I want to have my name? And then I, over time, I was like, oh shit, there's a lot of Jesse Snyder in the world. Just make sure it just keeps getting written out. Chuck the Snyder, the Blaze is more important. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then it's weird. It's like, it was always my, my feeling to distance myself to some level from, you know, from that. Um, uh, I feel like it just, it always comes up and I, I don't mind talking about it. So it's not really a big deal to me, but for myself, it was like Jesse blaze was, is my name. Like that was the name that was given to me so that I could be, a rock star. Like, here you go, Taylor Mays, Jesse Blaze, in case he wants to be a rock star. You, know, <laughs> you didn't have to come up with a fake parents, name? Yeah, that's how my parents named me. So, um, and it's like, I don't know, the three-name thing wasn't really a big thing, and Jesse Snyder, I'm like, I don't know, I just felt like D. Snyder's done his thing. I'd like, I'd rather, I'd rather carve some, uh, you know, some, some, something in the sand with my own name and uh, so it just felt right to put my stuff out as Jesse Blaze and uh, leave the Snyder behind um, in the you know musical realm of things. Um, I think you know if you see me writing um, 
you know, comic books or whatever. It'll be Jesse Blaze Snyder because uh, it's just a little bit more excusable to have the long name there. Mm-hmm. But I think we can go with Jesse Blaze in the music world just to make things simpler, and then nobody can say I'm riding coattails. That's right. Well, hey, man, this has been a great conversation. What do you want to say to everybody in closing? Oh, uh, well, I mean, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for giving the music uh, the time of day and for, for doing the really the really important thing, handing it to some friends. Uh, you know, if you listen to it and uh, you love it like um, they did, uh, please just give it away. I don't care. Give it. Give it, give it, give it. Just make people hear. Uh, I've got so much more in me. I'm sitting on so much great material, and I really just want an excuse to get it off my chest. So please um, spread it around and make sure people hear it and make sure that I know that people want me to keep doing this because there's a lot of things that I could do, and people keep asking me to stick around, but I really need people to start (laughs) showing me that they're here and that they're listening. Um, because uh, I'll just go make compost for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, lots of luck with everything that you're doing, and uh, stay safe and healthy out there. Thank you so much for having me, brother. I really appreciate it, and thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad uh, you and uh, your wife really enjoyed it. <laughs> nice to meet you, and uh, talk soon. Take care, brother. That was a great interview. We'll put the links to Jesse's music in the description. Rock on!